All right, testing. Can you guys hear me? All right, cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be back, um, and I'm excited to see some new faces and some old ones as well, too. Um, I've been here a couple times already this year, so I feel like I'm part of the family. Is that safe to say? Hey, uh, last night I heard something super cool happen here. You guys did something for the, for the community and the neighborhood, and I actually, I follow you guys, I stalk you guys on Instagram, so I've seen um, everything that took place last night, and I, I thought it was super cool. I love, um, I love churches that go and love on their neighborhoods and love people in it and give them a space to come and experience uh, what church is all about, right, the community and stuff like that, and so I love that. Um, real quick, before we actually jump into the, to the thing, as Jesse, I mean, as Jason was saying, um, I, I, if you guys don't know who I am, my name is Isaiah, and I'm a pastor um, out in Salida, but I, my full-time job is to oversee juvenile detention centers for um, their spiritual care and stuff like that, and I'll be going after, right, in, uh, right into jail. I, I uh, like, just go into jail, like, like, willingly, I guess. That's weird. Um, and so uh, last, last uh, week, I just want to share with you guys, last week um, we did something cool. We baptized four juveniles in there, um, and those guys have been there for about three and a half years and stuff, and uh, they're going through a case, and they might be shipped out to prison. So they, they've been working. They've been coming to Bible studies. They've been working through a lot with uh, some of our volunteers, and they said, you know, I'm ready to take that next step. And so I just want to share that with you guys. That's pretty cool, right, that, that they got baptized. They want to take that next step. Um, but let's do this. Let's jump in today's word. I don't have a lot of time. I only have about an hour and 30 minutes. Is that correct? No, I'm joking. Um, I, trust me, I want to get to lunch too, but let's, let's pray, and then we'll jump into today's word. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. God, we pray, God, that you, um, this week, as we pause, as we uh, reflect back on the things that you've done for us this year, and even all the way to this point of our life, God, that you would just give us a, a spirit of gratitude, a spirit of thankfulness, God, um, and that we'd be able to honor you and everything that you've given us and everything that we do for you. In your name we pray. Amen. So I've been um, given direction to kind of talk about um, to be thankful that I'm sent. I, I, and sometimes I'm not good at direction, so I'm going to do the best I can today, right? So can you do me a favor as we start things off? Can you just turn to your neighbor or someone near you and say, I'm thankful that I'm sent. He said, do I have to? <laughs> so how many of us, how many of us like to get, how many guys like to get invited to parties? Raise your hand if you like getting invited to parties, right? It's always fun to get invited to parties. It's like people, um, people remember you. People are like, oh, like they want to include you. Oh, like you like me that much to care that I'm at, there at your party or at your wedding or whatever, right? And how many guys actually like get, like get invited to parties where like you know people, right? Like, isn't that, like, a lot more funner, like, when you're, when you're there and you, and you know everybody? Kind of like this morning, like, I was pretty excited to be here because I, I kind of knew a couple of you guys already. I'm, I'm familiar, I'm starting to get familiar with you guys, and so I'm like, okay, I know them. I'm not going to be as scared, but imagine if I had to give this speech or, or preach today in front of a, a room of people that just, like, didn't like me, right? Like, and imagine if you ever got into a, invited to a party and had to sit at a table with, with a group of people and share a meal with a group of people that, that probably didn't like you, right? Like, the, your whole demeanor would probably change, and, and your thought process would probably be like, I, I'd probably reject that invitation, right? Like, you're probably thinking through all these things. But imagine, like, what, how God sees us, right, as people, 
and how he invites us into a relationship with him. And that there's sometimes knowing that when we do things for God, that not everyone's going to like certain things that we do. And not everyone's going to like the things that we say or that we do and are going to agree with us, but that's okay. Because we know this, is that we know, and I, and I pray that you guys just get this point today, if you get nothing else, is that you know that God's called you, that God's sent you, and that no matter who is in your presence, that you're in God's presence, and that he's the one that called you, and that he's the one that sent you. Are you guys ready to get into it today? Not into a fight, but like into the word. Hey, I'm going to be I'm going to be reading out of a, a scripture in Acts um, Acts chapter 28. We're going to go into there. We're going to dive into there and and there's a story about this this uh, man his name the apostle Paul and um, apostle Paul has been through so many crazy things. He's done so many things and uh, uh, honestly the apostle Paul is the main reason why we have uh, a church today, right? And 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 so many other different things. But this man in, in this in Apostle Paul's life, right here in the middle of this story in Acts chapter 28, um, he's traveling to Rome. And he's traveling to Rome for one thing, that God sends him to this place to preach the gospel. Boom. Right? And in Acts chapter 27, I'm going to sum it up real quick, but I, I, I was reading through it, and I was like, man, I really don't want to leave this out, but I also don't want to bore you with my voice, because I know it's not that great. And I don't want to read all the scriptures, so I'm going to give you guys some homework. I know it's Thanksgiving week, and I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to give you guys some homework to go back and read Acts chapter 27, but I'm going to sum it up real quick for you. And this is how it goes. Um, Paul's a Roman prisoner, and he's traveling on the ship with other prisoners, and God had him on the ship for a reason. That reason is to preach the gospel. And on their way to Rome, an angel comes to Paul and tells, and tells Paul that the ship that they're traveling on is going to be destroyed, but not to worry, not to freak out, because everyone's going to get to the, safe, uh, to the place safely, right? Like, if that were you, like, be honest, like, if that were you, like, what would you, what would you be thinking? Like, I'd be thinking, like, God, why would you even call me to this, right? Like, why would you, if you know, and a lot of times we, get, we do that as well, just naturally as human beings. We're like, God, if you knew this was going to fall apart, then why would you put me in this situation, right? And so, naturally, like, that's what I would be thinking. And this is what Paul does. Paul's like, just takes the angel's word and says, okay, like, we're going to survive. And he starts to warn the other, the people, the, the guards, and he starts to tell the guards and even pleads with the guards, like, start to um, let go of things on the ship and start to throw things over and start to do all these things, right? And he's telling the guards, like, please, like, an angel came before me, said this, the ship's going to be destroyed, but don't worry, don't freak out, but just, like, like help the situation, right? And so the storm comes, the ship starts to be destroyed, and Paul tells everyone, like, you should have listened to me, right? And in this story, like, everyone's freaking out on the ship, but Paul, he's just calm. Paul's just, like, the calmest can be, because why? Because he took the, the word of the angel that came before him and said, I'm just going to ride on that, right? I'm going to ride on that through all the waves. And so... Um, Every, he says, like, everyone should have listened to me, but nobody dies or gets hurt. But the guards want to kill Paul. Like, at the end of Acts chapter 27, it says this, that the guards wanted to kill off all the prisoners. But somebody that was in charge on the ship s- decided to save their lives. And said, nah, no, nah, we're not going to kill the, the prisoners. We're going to let them just float to, to land. And if they get there safely, we're going to let them swim to land. If they get there safely, then, then so be it, Right? 
And that's amazing to me. Because there's so many t- things in our life that God calls us to, situations in our life that God calls us to, and I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful that no matter what God calls me to, that he always supplies everything I need to get, to get through it. And that no matter what God calls me to, that he always supplies the people around me, and, and even, even if I'm in a, a prisoner like Paul on a ship, that God will place someone in my life that's in charge and higher than I am to give me favor on my life. Do you get where I'm going today? So I want to jump into this first point, and I want to uh, read the story of what happens when they finally arrive on to the island. In Acts chapter 28, we'll pick up there. Acts 28, verse 1 through 7. And it reads like this. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. And the islanders showed us unusual kindness. Anybody else like ever like just freaked out? Especially when you're like, when you wake up super early and you're in, and it's early in the morning and like people are just being nice to you. And you're like, what's going on? And so the Paul, Paul arrives here and it's, he says, um, the islanders showed us unusual kindness and they built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Now, these are random, just people that they barely met, right? And Paul gathered a pile of brushwood and, uh, brush and he put it into the fire, and a viper driven out by the heat fastened itself on his hand. And when the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer, for though he escaped the sea, the, the, uh, the goddess justice have not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. And the people expected him to swell up suddenly, fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Isn't it crazy how people are? <laughs> like, I'm telling you, I could tell you a bunch of crazy stories of people inside institution, but I could probably crazy, tell you crazier stories of people outside institution, right? People are just crazy. And the people that are, are, are crazier is the, is the people that look for anything to say that you're not called or that you're not sent by God. People that contradict what God has said about you or contradict God's word about you, right? Like, those are the crazy people. And this is what Paul's dealing with. But Paul already knew in the back of his mind that he had one mission. And that was to what? Preach the gospel. That was to go into Rome and preach the gospel. And so he knew that nothing was going to, nothing, he was going to let nothing stop him. But listen to this. I want to take you to Psalms 23, verse 5, real quick. Because I believe that God prepares the table and God prepares us to take everything that we need that's in front of us. He gives us everything that we need. And so I want you to jump over to Psalms chapter 23, verse 5, real quick. And I know the scripture is like, well, usually the scripture is like read at funerals and usually all these things. And, and honestly, the this, this scriptures mean so much more than just that. The fact that God comforts us, that God cares about our rest, that God wants to replenish us. Like all these things, like if you really dive into the psalm, like it means so much more. And I want to f- focus on verse 5 real quick. Psalms 23, verse 5 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. You see, this is a writer by the name of David that was a king and did so many crazy things. 
And David had a lot of enemies, but God called him. David had a lot of enemies, but he was anointed by God. David did a lot of bad things, but God still loved him, right? And this is what he's saying right here. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Maybe some of us are going to be sitting this Thanksgiving dinner with some enemies. Am I the only one? Just my in-laws? <laughs> and so, so this is, this is what he, we're setting the scene right here, that God prepares everything ahead of us. And David says to the Lord that you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, portraying his close relationship to God. As an honored dinner guest of a generous and capable host, you see, back in the day, like back in the Bible day, like eating, eating a meal and dining was intimate. Actually, it still is if we think about it. Like we don't just sit down with random people and, and, and have a meal, right? Like for the most part, like we know the people that, uh, that we're sitting down with, that we're dining with and things like that. Revelation 3.20 is a perfect example. Is that The Bible says that I stand at the door and I knock at, at your heart waiting for you to invite me in to dine, Right? That means it's intimate. Like, God cares about an intimate relationship with us that much that he wants to share, share a meal. Like, he wants to sit down and eat tacos with us, right? And, like, this is, this is the, the picture that I'm painting here is that, that the honored dinner guests of a generous, capable host like God in our, in our lives, a gracious host that the Lord attends to your every need, and showering him with personal care, showering David with personal care and abundant goodness and protection from all his enemies and eternal blessings. See, David had many enemies, but in the presence of the Lord, he, he was seated at his table. And they posed no threat because David had the guest rights with the Lord. You see, back in those days, it was the host's job to safeguard his visitors at all costs. Like, imagine, like, if you were to invite some people over and have dinner with you, and, and, and someone would just randomly come in and start picking on them, or someone just randomly start making a ruckus, right? Like, wouldn't your first reaction be to, to stick up for that person, right? And this is, like, the storytelling that I'm trying to set up, is that this is, it was an intimate thing, but not only intimate, but it was actually a really, a really, it was the host's job to, to do this thing. And that at the table that we sit at and that we're invited to every day of our lives, that we sit at with Christ, that's his job to protect us from our enemies. You get where I'm going today? So David was protected from his enemies at all costs. And when we're invited to someone's house for dinner, we don't just open up the, the refrigerator or grab water or grab whatever we want to eat. We depend on the host to place the dinner on the table before us, right? We wait for food to be offered or a drink to be offered. But this statement that David says that you prepare a table before me does this. It just simply highlights David's dependence on God. And this, this Thanksgiving, as we are, are thoughtful, as we reflect back on all the good things that God do, has done for us in our lives, I want to encourage you guys and even challenge you guys to reflect on this. 
to reflect on all the times that you had nothing else but to be dependent on God. To reflect on all the times where you had nothing else but to sit at the table that God's prepared before us. And to reflect on the things that maybe God's protected you from, or the people that God's protected you from. Because nothing will let, stop this super host from preparing this table, preparing this meal, to sit, to dine, to have a relationship with us, and to let our enemies destroy who we are. The second most important part of being invited to a table, to a party, is like, what's on the menu, right? I, I went to a wedding last weekend, and uh, they're pretty close family friends of ours. And uh, it was my friend's mom. And so I texted her, and I said, what, what, do you, what, is, what are we having for dinner, right? Like, I wanted to know. I wanted the insider scoop. And because uh, that's, that's also important, right? And at the same time, it's important to know what is it that God provides for us. I want to take you to another scripture real quick. And if there's too much scriptures for you, I'm sorry. But I want to take you to Galatians 5, to 23. It's simple. And I was reading, I read the scripture earlier this week, and I said, this is, this is it. This kind of like, you know, when, you, when you're sitting at the dinner table and you, and you think of all the things that you're even going to have this Thursday, right? This is kind of all the things that God has for us to kind of dig into, to feast off of. And to live in, and to live in, to, uh, to, mo- uh, to model, right? It says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, and goodness. Faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such th- things, there is no law. And he lays this all out in front of us for us to feast off. Right? And he prepares it in front of the, our enemies. He prepares it in front of the hard times and the hard moments in our walk with Christ. Even on the days where it's, it's hard, harder than usual. Even on the days where we're like, God, I, I want to serve you and I'm thankful for what you've done in my life, but this is hard. That he still invites us to this table and to eat from these things, Right? What is on the menu is, is only half of it. But the fact that Jesus invited you to be at that table is the beginning of it. You could be invited to a party but choose not to eat. You could be invited to, to somewhere and choose not to eat because you don't like what's put out before you, right? And so it's important that when, once we get the invitation, we choose that we're going to eat what's set before us. We're going to take part of love and goodness and kindness and, and all self-control and all these things that could make us who Christ really wants us to be. But who's at the table is the second question. Because I, if you think about, like, that's like almost the second thing that we think about is like, who are we going to invite to this party and who's going to be at this table and all these things. And all that really matters when you're sitting at the table like this is if, if you're there and if Christ is there. 
and all that, all that that's before you is all yours, right? And so who, who's at the table, and, uh, and then what do you bring to the table? Like, what do you bring to something like that? We had a, this past week, we, did, we do neighbor, neighborhood outreaches for Youth for Christ, where, where I work at. And we did Thanksgiving dinner for all the neighborhood kids. And uh, all the kids are texting us and asking us, what can I bring? And we're just, whatever, just bring whatever. We should have never said that. No, I'm joking. Um, and, and, and I thought it was cool, though. Because they knew that they were invited to this, but they also wanted ownership to bring something. You see, because sometimes we show up to parties and we just, we just kind of expect to be served and to be waited on. But Christ is inviting us to this table and it's like, God, what else can I bring to this, right? That we could share, that we could sit, and that we could dine, that we could have this conversation, and that we could show intimacy in our relationship with each other, Right? And so, who's at the table, and what do you bring to the table? Those are the questions that I have for you. As I start to wrap up, I'm going to invite the the worship team back up here. This is my last thought, is that the idea is that sometimes, like when things are hard and when things are tough for us, it's, it's not always easy to sit at the presence of, in the presence of Jesus. It's not always easy to sit in the presence of Jesus in the fast-paced life that we live. It's hard. I remember, like last year, I remember I was, my job is like meetings, 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 back to back, and then jail, and then meetings, 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 and it's like all day, my, my day is stacked. And I remember last year, I, I was late to a meeting, and I'm, that's not who I am. Like, I, I hate being late to places and things and meet, especially meetings when I know someone's waiting on me, right? And I was super late to this meeting, and it was like a meeting that uh, I was supposed to be at, but it was like a group, and so like they probably wouldn't have noticed if I didn't show up, right? And I remember I was like 15, 20 minutes late, and I got to the parking lot, and, uh, and I got to the parking lot, I just remember clearly God telling me like, you really just going to continue like this? Because in my, in my spirit and inside of me, I was restless. I was like in hurry mode, right? And I was so convicted because I was like, man, you're right. I, I don't want to be like this. Like, I don't want to live my life like this. I don't even want to continue my day feeling like this. Anybody else feel like that sometimes where you're just on to the next, on to the next? And this table that I talk about that God's placed before us, guys, I talk about it like this because I think it's important to know when we're in the presence of Jesus, not only that he's protecting us, not only that he's setting things up around us and for us, in the presence of your enemies, think about that. But it's a special place. Nowadays, like, we sit down, we eat dinner, and we get on our phones, and we watch 49er games during dinner and all that, and Maybe that's just me, but but when you're in the presence of someone like Jesus, and that you've been invited to sit at this table to take place in, like take advantage of it. Learn to sit there. Learn to wait. Learn to figure out what God wants 
to tell you what God has for you. Learn to figure out how we could get better at all the, the, the fruits of the Spirit that I named earlier in Galatians. And then be thankful that even on your worst days, they're still better without, ever better without Christ, right? And to be thankful that, that God loves us so much that there might be people that are against us. There might be people that want evil, that wish evil on us or, or anything like that, but to be thankful that God will use those moments and those things and to lift you up right in front of those people and to still use you because it's God that, that has called you and not those people. Way before other people had an opinion, God had a call in your life. In Acts, I want to go back to Acts 28, verse 4. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from the hand, they said to each other, this, mass, this man must be a murderer. For though he escaped from the sea, the goddess justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. Like, imagine if you were in front of people you didn't even know and you, had, you just had to survive. And Paul's doing this and, and he gets bit by a snake and I'd freak out. I hate snakes, like, in general. And Paul just calmly, self-control, right? Just shakes off the snake. Because why? Because he knew who called him. He knew why he was going to Rome. And he wasn't going to let anything stop him. Right? And as long as we, we know who invited us to the table that is before us, we'll never, worry, we'll never have to worry about the people that don't think we belong at the table. That you deserve a seat at this table. That God's prepared a table for us. And know that anybody has ever had an opinion about your life God had one way before. That God wants to amplify your story and the reason why he sent you right in front of those same people. See, be thankful today and going forward that God not only calls us, that God not only sends us to preach the gospel in every place that we go into, in every situation, that God wants us to cause impact and, and be all about those things, right? But when things come and hit us, and take us on detours, when the very ship that God used to get us to that place gets destroyed, that God's story is not over with you yet. That he's prepared a table, and he's protecting you. And he's supplied everything that you need to sit there, to wait on him. And to have a relationship with him that will surpass all of your understandings. I'm going to pray and then we're, we're just going to take a time into worship. But I pray that something I said ministered to you today. I don't know where you are at today with, with anything, but I, I pray that it helped you. God, we thank you because you love us. 
thankful, God, today because you've called us. And today, I, I pray, God, that you would remind us who we are in you. That you remind us, God, that you've called us to situations, God, but you've also supplied everything that we need. And God, anybody outside of the situation or the calling does not matter. That this thing is between us and you. And we know, God, that you're working on our side and you're here to protect us. And God, I'm thankful for what you've done in my life and other people's here today. Even when people counted us out, God, you've always counted us in. And God, I pray, God, that you, we would just learn how to eat from everything that you've supplied for us. That you would uplift us in front of the people that have counted us out and our enemies. We praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you.